of currently binging the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. So, I know I'm a little bit late, but I am discussing (laughs) Mortal Kombat, which released or dropped, I mean, released and dropped (laughs) at the end of April. I want to say it was around the 23rd, if my data or notes are correct. Yeah, April 23rd. I'm actually looking at the um, movie creative and they have the date. So it dropped April 23rd. It was directed by Simon McCoy and the writers were Greg Russo. Dave Kelham and Oren Uzio. You guys know how deep. I try not to, but I mess up names, so that's a warning. I don't try to do it on purpose, but yeah, it's just apologies ahead of time. So anyway, so yeah, and it stars Louis Tan, Josh Lawson, Makad Brooks, Jessica McNamee, or McNamee. Yeah, I mean, I think I said that the same both times. <laughs> uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, I'm trying to go through the list because there are a lot of names. And I want to make sure that at least give you a good, a good group of names. So we'll leave it there. But yeah, so why am I talking about this now? Well... <laughs> When it, I literally, you guys, kitchen and I, I waited until the absolute last day to watch it on HBO Max because we all know that all of the, um, I believe it's WB, Warner Brothers, is that, why does that not sound right? But I believe all the Warner Brothers movies are being dropped or released simultane- simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. We know this past year, because you guys know, or you might not know, because you could be a new listener, but essentially this podcast, I talk about TV shows and I talk about movies. This last year, I have mostly been discussing um, streaming or streamed movies or straight to streaming (laughs) movies because, you know, theaters have been closed. Recently, the theaters have opened up. And this was announced uh, that they will be dropping on both HBO Max and theaters at like the end of December. Um, something along those lines. It was around when Wonder Woman came out. There's all this hoopla and people didn't know um, what that was going to look like, all these other things. I still have some complaints about it and I will get into my specific complaints that I have. But yeah, so my whole, I guess, viewpoint on going to the theaters to watch movies. I have not been to the movie theater um, in over a year. (laughs) And it literally, like, that. I told you guys when I was watching the Oscars, like, promo that they did about going back to the, into the movie theaters, I was getting teary-eyed because, you know, I love going to the movie theaters. I love the whole watching and viewing experience. And so it's definitely, I've been itching to get to the theaters, but my whole thing is like, I'm not going to go back to the theaters until it's something that I absolutely am like, I'm not watching this at home. I'm going to watch it in theaters because 
there are just some things that should be viewed in a, in the like theater experience with like the sound and all the other stuff. Mainly action movies. Mortal Kombat is action, but it wasn't a movie that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to see it in theaters. Versus Black Widow, when that comes out, for sure we'll be seeing that in the theaters. So this brings me to one of my major complaints. And I've complained about this before, and not only for HBO Max, I've also complained about it for uh, Disney. So in knowing that they're going to have to release these movies on these streaming platforms. And HBO Max has been adding this note that's like the sound has been formatted to be to fit the sound that you have for something along those lines. I don't believe it because the volume or the level of the sound, and I don't know what they did in like post-production, because I'm pretty sure like how they um, edit the sound for like a theater experience versus when it gets released digitally and they know people are going to be watching it at their homes is different just because like the sound systems are different. And I've talked about this before. I have pretty much tried to set up my like home to have pretty great quality sound. And so the fact that I am still having to bump up the sound to a ridiculous level to get the optimal sound that I want compared to every single, everything else that I watch on the streaming platform does not make sense to me. So I can watch Mortal Kombat, have to bump up the sound to like 50, and then I can turn around and watch something like, uh, what else is on HBO Max? Could watch something like the Generation series, Generation X series, and I can listen to that on like 20 and not have to pump up the sound. So like, doesn't really make sense. I was watching Stars the other day because I started watching this new show on Stars, and the sound on there was so high that I literally had to turn my my um, volume down because that's how much better quality the sound was. So I don't know what it is or why we at this point now that we've been it's been a year of us getting these big theatrical releases released on these streaming platforms. So by now, we should have it figured out and I'm just not understanding why this is still an issue. And if someone knows and has that little bit of knowledge, please educate me, let me know. But I just feel like it should not be that complicated because at the end of the day, you're doing, how long is it on HBO Max? For like 30 days and then it go it gets released to where you can rent it. I haven't rented anything recently, but I would assume that the volume is probably fixed for that and then also in anticipation of knowing that it's going to be released to buy digitally, I'm assuming that the sound quality has to be better because I haven't thinking of movies that I've purchased through like iTunes or whatever and I never have problems with the sound. So Knowing that's going to be released on these streaming platforms, like, can we not have the sound be edited the same that it would be if it was being released to be purchased digitally? Or are they doing this on purpose to get people to go to the theaters? Because that's what I'm kind of feeling like it is. I don't know. You guys let me know. But I ranted long enough about the sound. Let's get into talking about the actual movie. And I will forewarn this. 
these are all my personal thoughts and feelings. They are probably most likely going to differ from yours. I am not a Mortal Kombat expert, so I am only purely talking from the standpoint of watching this movie and playing the video game like a handful of times as a child. <laughs> so if you know more than I do, or if you're that much more invested than I am in Mortal Kombat, and you have something that you want to like say or share or whatever, completely open to it, just as long as it's in a respectful way. Also, I am on my own talking on this, so I try to keep myself accountable, but there are times where I can bounce around or like go off on tangents. So just know that we're gonna bounce around a little bit and just have to go with the flow. So yeah, let's get into this. So I contemplated, cause you guys know, or I should stop saying you guys know, because I don't know if you know, but usually for theatrical releases, I will talk money <laughs> and I will talk ratings because, you know, that is what, like one of the fun parts of discussing some of these movies, at least for me. So I was like, do I still like talk about it or, or talk about the money or do I not talk about it? So I took a look. And I was like, you know what? I think it will be interesting just for like reference to talk about or to at least mention what the money was. So I have to date what the money is looking like. I also have the opening domestic monies. And then I have some um, reviews or review percentages. <laughs> so let's see. Oops. For domestic to date, we are at around 41 million. Internationally to date, we are at about 79 million. And so that brings our total worldwide to date at about 79 <laughs> at about 79 million. And then opening domestic was about 23 million, which I know for like this type of movie seems pretty low, all these numbers, considering this came out on, on 423, so it's been out for about a month. But this makes sense to me, just knowing that, and actually it's kind of a little bit higher than I was expecting going into looking at these numbers, because, or in knowing that this was being released simultaneously on HBO Max, I would just expect that a majority of people would watch it that way. But yeah, people did go out to watch it, so still interesting. I also have our cinema score for this, which is a B plus. So that's just pretty much like word of mouth, how much people are talking about the movie, how much people are recommending the movie. I think B plus makes sense, at least based on my personal experience of what I've heard about the movie. I've seen mixed reviews, but more so on the positive side. So it makes sense to me as far as ratings for Rotten Tomatoes. We have a 55% critic score, which also makes sense to me considering, and an 86% audience score, which also makes sense to me. I think I would have been more surprised if they were the same for this movie. Let's get into it. So I told you guys, I play this game like a handful of times. 
I never watched any of the Mortal Kombat movies. Honestly, Mortal Kombat was never even really my thing just because at the time of my youth when, you know, you would go and you see like the little, I don't even know what they're called anymore, but like the little standalone video games where you can go, when you go to like Chuck E. Cheese or like the bowling alley or the skating rink or wherever, you there will always be those little like game, game machines there. <laughs> and so I think that was my initial experience. And then of course, like when you start playing video games in your home, my home, we weren't uh, like this game was not there, but like at my cousin's houses, I would, we would be able to potentially, or friends' houses potentially, we would sometimes be playing or someone would be playing. The one thing I remember about Mortal Kombat is that it was just super bloody, super violent, and that's really all I remember. Never understood what we were fighting for. <laughs> I just knew that you would pick a player and you would go against someone and it would be a super bloody fight and they literally would show the blood and everything. Look, thinking about it and looking back at it now, I'm like, it doesn't really seem as gory as I thought it was, but for kids, it was pretty, it was a pretty <laughs> violent game. So going into this, I'm expecting same level of violence, like I'm, we're talking now or 2021 where violence is like rated PG-13 now because people are so used to seeing violence in movies and things like that. So going into this and seeing um, like the rating and all of that, I'm like, okay, this is going to be really bloody. And I have to say, this was not as violent as I thought that they could have won. There were some moments, mainly when the guy's head got smashed off and there was another like really bloody moment that is escaping me. But outside of those couple of really big moments of the fight scenes, they weren't really as bloody as I was expecting. So I feel like they could have went a little bit more on that. Story-wise, I was literally writing down notes as I was watching this because I was just like, <laughs> started, I, like things were happening. I was like, oh my gosh. This is really starting not to make, not make sense, but it just seems a little bit like very, very surfacey, and we're not really getting into any depth, if you will. So essentially when we start off, we get this um, like frame that's like pretty much trying to set up that there's this battle that is coming where they're gonna be fighting for Earth. And so this whole time I'm going into this, again, like I said, limited um, history with Mortal Kombat, just basically the video game. And with that, I never really knew or understood what they were fighting for. And so to go into this and see that uh, like little blurb about they're fighting for Earth. I'm like, okay. So I feel like they mention it like along the way, but by the end of it, I was like, so they were fighting for Earth or whatever, but it just seemed like they were fighting old vendettas or things that have happened in the past and not necessarily fighting for Earth. So it, it felt very much so like this first movie was setting, setting us up for additional movies. You guys know <laughs> that how I feel about that because you run the thing with 
these franchises and going into a project knowing that you're going to want to create multiple, either we're talking TV shows, multiple seasons, or if we're talking movies, multiple movies over this one thing and you want to build and build and build on the story. It's hard to just go into, especially for a movie, to go into it and just be like, this movie is just a setup. The movies are to come. Because to me, that's just a lot of like, one, you don't even know, there's no guarantee that we're going to get additional movies because it's all dependent on all these other factors of how the movie performs and the reception and all that other stuff. So that's one. Then you just, I just sat here for like an hour and 50 minutes. That's how long this movie was. And you pretty much just did like world building. And I didn't really get much out of it outside of seeing what happened when we first, when the movie first started and seeing, um, I believe his name is Scorpion, get his revenge or Lord Raiden get his uh, revenge. So like... I don't know. It's it's a little bit frustrating to go or to or it's a little frustrating for them to set up set up a franchise this way because and I don't want to use uh, Marvel because I feel like I can pull from a different example, but right now that's the one that's coming to my mind. Whereas like the very first movie within the franchise, you can say it was the Hulk. <laughs> But I'm going to even go as um, a little bit further and not further, but like a little bit ahead of that or after that and say Iron Man, because each movie, it just felt like an individual movie, even though it all rolled up to a whole. And then they would have like that cliffhanger, if you will, in the post credit scene. So like the the meat of it felt like a full, complete story. But we knew that there was more to come because they gave us this little nugget. They gave us little nuggets like throughout, but they gave us like that big nugget of, oh, this is what you can look forward to in the post credit scene. So it didn't really necessarily impact how the actual story played out. That was just my personal opinion um, because then what happens when you do this and Honestly, Mortal Kombat to me feels kind of like a blockbuster type of a movie where it's like it releases in summer. It's either it's going to release in the summer and it's just one of those movies you go to watch and you get lost in and you just, it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be any substance or value in it or it releases during like January, February when all of the, um, I don't want to say bad, but like usually that's a slower period um, during the movie, during the movie year. And that's usually where like, Movies you know are probably not going to perform that well, but might perform well during that time period because they're not really going up against anything. Like that's that's the kind of feel that, that Mortal Kombat gives me. So when you do it that way, you run into the issue of like, now I have all of these open-ended questions and I feel like every single, not every single thing, but everything that I've seen in between the main like vendetta that we started out with has so many lingering questions that I just finishing the movie you don't really feel like the satisfaction of being like oh okay the movie's over I'm okay with that it's like no I still have questions because I don't <laughs> you didn't really do anything but yeah so even with Cole 
And I was like, okay, we see the the um, family get killed and then the baby is left over. And so I'm like, oh, it's Cole, the baby. I'm like, he has to, when we were introduced to Cole, I'm like, he has to tie into what happened in the beginning in some way. So we kind of find out that he is an ancestor of the family. So the baby, it was his great grandmother or great, great grandmother, one of the two. And then um, we get introduced to Jack's played by Makad Brooks, and then he ends up dying in quotes, or we are to believe he's dead. But I was just like, when I saw how uh, Sub-Zero like froze his arms, I was like, I'm pretty sure they're just gonna give him some really cool arms and he's gonna come back, which is essentially, like it was just kind of like, I there was no there were no surprises. Like I could anticipate what was gonna happen, kind of a feel. I guess it's a better way to explain what I'm saying when I say the movie, you never really feel satisfied when you're done with the movie. Anyway, <laughs> and then you had like all these things that were going on um, with his family, which was super irritating, where he went to train and then, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember what the guy's name is, the one who was training them. But he essentially is like, well, then you can go back home. <laughs> and so he goes back home and I'm like, but like, you're still being hunted. So why would you go home and put your family in danger? Like, that just felt like a very selfish moment to me when Cole went back home. But okay, maybe I was the only one who felt that way. Whatever. Kano was very irritating to me. It felt like they were trying to make him funny. A lot of the bits that were supposed to be funny just did not fall right for me or just didn't hit the way that I think that they wanted to hit. It felt like he was trying to be funny or like they, that expectation of like, you tell a joke and then you wait because you're expecting people to laugh. It felt like that. So it didn't really like, that humor didn't really come off that well for me. I mean, there were a couple of moments where I was like, ah, oh, like I did like a little chuckle, but I was like, overall, <laughs> it was not that great. Um, everything felt really rushed. And I literally wrote that as a note. It's like, I don't know why, but everything seems a little rushed. Like the story felt rushed. Like they were just trying to get to the end. And so because it felt like they were just trying to get to the end, we weren't really like getting any substance between the sprint to the end. So I think that also adds to why it just, you didn't really, you don't really feel um, satisfied. Uh, I even put a note, like I feel like the more intimate moments we're not allowed to sit in um, them, they're just cut off abruptly. So there were a couple of moments where it felt like they, like we should have waited in it or like spent a little bit more time in it. But as soon as you, you as the viewer, felt like you were like, ah, oh, okay. Like connecting with that, that, um, character. It was like, up oh, next scene. <laughs> so then it's kind of like, oh, you kind of do like a little, like shake it off moment. Cause it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're moving on type of a thing. So that was a little bit irritating. Um, I'm going through my nose. <laughs> I'm literally at the part where I'm like, I don't understand why he went home. <laughs> I wrote a note, Cole sucks. And I wrote that because I'm just, I maybe, and I went into this movie not really having any expectations, but I think in seeing Cole, 
for some reason I had really high expectations that he was going to be this great fighter or whatever. And by the time he realized what his, um, like power is, <laughs> he would be like badass. And I don't know, maybe, and again, maybe that's just in the setup of setting it up of this story is now. And eventually he'll get there, which to me is unfortunate because if, I am someone who's come into this not really being a Mortal Kombat fan or having that much history or context into like the Mortal Kombat um, story. I don't know if this movie as a whole will be enough to convince me to come back and see whatever movies come after this one overall. So Cole sucks is more so around. I'm expecting him to be the super great warrior and it just felt like he had to continuously be saved from being killed. <laughs> Even in the end when his, I guess, he, would he be his great-great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather? I don't know. Whatever he is in relation to him. Even when he comes, like he essentially has to save his ass. Even though like the showdown was between him and Sub-Zero ultimately because it ties back to the history. But it was just like, I was just like, oh, you suck. <laughs> so... <laughs> There was that. And then we kept getting references to this prophecy. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, did we ever talk about what the prophecy is? Like, everyone is trying to stop the prophecy or at least, um, like, Sub-Zero and the crew that he's with is trying to stop the prophecy. But did we ever really get into what the pro the prophecy is? Like, <laughs> these are all questions that I had coming out of the movie that was, was just not answered. So, overall... I was just like, the acting was like, okay, it wasn't, I, it wasn't anything to write home about. The story wasn't really anything to write home about. The action even, for it to be Mortal Kombat and going to this, the one thing that I know about Mortal Kombat is <laughs> the violence and the blood and the gore. And to leave out of this being like, oh, it wasn't bloody enough or violent enough. Like, I'm talking... What's his name? I was about to call him Daredevil. Deadpool level. <laughs> I'm just like ridiculously killing people because that's just what I think about when I think about Mortal Kombat. So I don't know. I wasn't really that satisfied with this. I am glad that I at least watched it while it was still available on HBO Max and that I could actually come and discuss it because I honestly had not planned to. But honestly, I don't have much more to say about this movie I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this movie if you enjoyed it if you loved it I guess I can give my letter grade I haven't done this in a while I guess I can give my letter grade so what would I give this I did not write this down I would give this a C <laughs> full stop so there's that I will I want to hear what you guys have to say and then I will talk to you guys in the next episode that's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlyvenging on Instagram and at currentlyvenging on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.